Blog Talk Radio. Ladies, let's talk with Coach Gina, a weekly radio show for the working woman. We cover topics such as family, life skills, wellness, and business. You can catch us every Wednesday live from 8 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. At any time, click on the archives to listen to a previous episode. We are glad you have joined us. Take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. Here's your host, Coach Gina Brown. My name is Gina Brown, your host, and we have a fantastic show for you. I know I say that every week, but it's true. We have a fantastic show in store for you. So if you're driving or if you're at home or if you're in the office still or if you're listening to an archive, welcome to our show. We have a great guest um, here sharing with us some extremely important tools for business owners, and even if you are an employee, everything that will be discussed applies to to our listening audience. Make sure you stay with us through the end of the show because I am going to announce the virtual, virtual book launch party. Um, you may have got wind that I have books coming out at the end of the month that I want to uh, celebrate with you, and I have a free audio gift for you as well. So make sure you stay tuned on how to get all those goodies. Okay, so our guest this evening is Diane Lane. Welcome to the show, Diane. Thank you, Gina. I'm thrilled to be here. Good. We're happy to have you. Um, let's see, there was something that I read about Diane that is pretty intriguing. She has a lot, a lot of experience in the workplace. She has a degree, um, a graduate degree, and she also has a certificate from, tell us what you've done. I can't read everything. (laughs) Well, I'm a leadership coach now, Gina. I'm a certified leadership coach from uh, George Washington University. They have a master's program or had a master's program in organizational sciences. And uh, in that master's program, I became a certified leadership coach. It was a fantastic program. I commuted from upstate New York where I live for a year to go to that program. So I was really dedicated to becoming a, a leadership coach because I love leadership. Uh, Prior to that, I got my master's in communication from Syracuse University, and um, it was Newhouse School of Public Communications. And in my previous life, I was a producer, director, and a a scriptwriter, and I made a lot of corporate videos and uh, worked with corporations um, in their communications efforts. And, And now... It's interesting because now I work with people and help them with communication as well in terms of leadership. It all works together really, really well. Yes, it does. It ties together. And the title of our show today is Lead Your Team for Maximum Success. 
So leadership is something that is really important in every aspect of the workplace. And you said you got your certificate um, at your leadership coach. So <laughs> the story goes, the question goes, what shifted your passion towards a leadership coach? Well, you know, I I had a business that died as a result of personal uh, and laptop computers. You know, anybody could make a video then. And so then I, I taught at the local university for a while, communications, and then I got hired by a hospital organization. And my job there was in organizational development as a corporate trainer, and as I, I would train about mm, between two and 3,000 people a year, and mm-hmm. I did leadership training, I did management training, I did communications training, conflict, change, you name it, I did it. And what would happen is I would have managers come up to me and say, Diane, you know, I'm having a problem in my unit, and, you know, maybe you can help me. I'm clueless what to do. And, Gina, I just felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants. I, I really didn't know what to do. And because I really wanted to help them and I didn't want to be a fraud, I looked up to find out where I could find out how to be a coach. And I found that program. And it was commutable. And so I enrolled and, and became a coach. And, boy, did that help me. I was then able to go and, and talk with managers, and I was able to do focus groups, and I was able to do, you know, individualized coaching sessions, and I negotiated conflicts and mediated conflicts and all of those kinds of things that happen in organizations because people work there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what do you think is one of the common themes or threads that's missing, that's absent in workplace as it relates to leadership? Why do you think I don't think there's enough leadership training, pure and simple. I mean, that's just so clear to me. And the reason is is because companies always cut back in training whenever there are budget issues. And apparently they don't think it's very important to train their staff to be good leaders, but nothing could be further from the truth. And the reason is is because... Uh, high turnover costs a company tons of money. You know, the average that I've heard is uh, one and a half times the annual salary per person for every person you turn over. And, and that differs. I've read lots of different statistics on that, so, you know, people could hear other things as well. Um, so it, turnover is very costly. If you have people that don't like their manager. They'll do all sorts of things. They sabotage the company. They don't work well. They're angry. They give lousy customer service. They don't do a good job if they're producing a product. Whatever, their high absenteeism, all of those things really contribute to the decline of an organization, and no leader can afford that. Mm-hmm. No leader can afford that. So what, how did I turn it around? Well, I think everybody needs to find out how to lead people. And everybody thinks they know how because they've probably seen people lead in the past. (laughs) 
But just because mm-hmm. they've seen people lead in the past does not necessarily mean they're a good leader. Now, my favorite, favorite, favorite leadership quote is by General Dwight Eisenhower. And, you know, I'm not a big military person, but i got to tell you, he nailed it as far as I'm concerned with mm-hmm. what a leader is. And he says leadership is the art. It's not a science. It is an art. Leadership is the art of getting people to do what you need them to do. So every boss and every leader needs their staff to do something that they need done. And he says, and here's here's the caveat that's so important, and they want to do it. So the quote again is, leadership is the art of getting other people to do what you need to have done, and they want to do it. And that's the key, which means that's when you get People who will give you the discretionary time, like they'll stay extra if they need to. They'll give you the discretionary um, behaviors, which means, you know, smile or act nice and be patient and do all those things that good customer service gives you. Whatever it is, the people, if they really like the leader, they believe in the company, they like the mission, the vision, the values, all of those things that a company has to have and has to communicate to their staff if they buy into all of those things and they really respect and honor the leader you will have great employees and great employees you have to have they are the people who touch the public and if you don't have good staff touching the public the public is going to say forget it i'm not coming back and right yes that's you can't afford it no just cannot afford that. Absolutely and, not. And and so with the training, so if someone had the training and, and had this nailed down, how does that translate into more profitability? Well, a good leader has then an engaged workforce. And the difference between an engaged workforce and one that isn't is just huge. I'm sure we've all walked into, I know I have, and Gina, I'm sure you have too. You've walked into an organization and the person barely looks up at you and says, you know, what do you want or can I help you? (laughs) And you look at them and you think to yourself, you really hate this job, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That is a disengaged employee and a good leader And here's another part that leaders do not understand. A good leader either coaches them up into the kinds of employee they want them to be or they coach them out. And though I'm never in favor of people being unemployed, not everyone should be working in your organization. Mm -hmm. And so what you want is to make sure that the people are there will want to be there. They love it being there. They love their job. Yes, everybody has a bad day, but... Even on the bad days, if the leader has it down and is a really good boss, leader, manager, whatever you want to call them, because all of them who have authority lead their staff, um, if they have it down, they will have staff who are loyal, who work when they're not looking, who don't spread rumors, don't sabotage the company, but instead work for the benefit of the people that they serve and the people in the company and the company itself. And I've worked in both kinds of organizations, Gina, and I'm sure most people have. And the difference between the two is 
huge. Right. It even it just feels different, right? Uh, being oh. appreciated versus not having resources to do your job well or not um, edification. The list goes on. All of those things. It's like night and day. And mm-hmm. um, I had the privilege of working for someone who was an outstanding leader, and I learned a tremendous amount um, from this person. And uh, as a result of that, I'm a better person, and a good leader always develops their people. They develop them so that, you know, when they turn their back, they can trust that they're going to do the job. They develop them so that if they get hit by a bus, they can run the company when they're gone. They develop them so that they are motivated to stay and work harder for the company. There's a whole reason, a lot of reasons, good reasons, why people should develop their staff when they're the leaders. And all too often, leaders are afraid to develop their staff because they're afraid they're going to lose their job to them. Right. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about the small business owner slash entrepreneur that is developing their team, um, whether it's a virtual team or maybe a team of two to five, and how they can best serve and be a great leader for their team members right after these messages. Spring is officially here. But before you get started with your spring cleaning, perhaps another matter deserves some dusting off, like that long-term financial plan. If you haven't started already, now is the time to begin saving for your retirement, no matter what your age. If retirement is near, you'll want to jump into the fast lane right away. If you're younger and retirement seems a lifetime away, it's still in your best interest to begin saving now, as the magic of compound interest will work to your advantage. Experts agree that saving when you're young will make a world of difference when the time comes to draw on your retirement savings. Don't just take our word for it. You can check out the numbers yourself using Social Security's online retirement estimator at www.socialsecurity.gov slash estimator. That's www.socialsecurity.gov slash estimator. And we're back. Hi, everybody. My name is Gina Brown, your host. And we are talking with Diane Lang. We're talking about lead your team for maximum success. So, Diane, thanks again for being with us. And share with us how we can make our teams stronger when we're a smaller business. You know, excuse me, no matter the size of the company, we can always develop our people. And it's interesting because I remember I met – a woman who was starting a daycare center. And she said to me, oh, you're a leadership coach. I really need you. And we talked about, you know, leadership strategies and and everything that I mentioned that was important to do, she, she kind of, you know, had a reason why she wouldn't do it. Well, long story short, she didn't hire me and she didn't probably use any of the things that I suggested. And she went out of business in about three or four months. And, you know, it doesn't matter the size of the business. What a good leader has to do is ultimately influence and inspire the people that you hire. 
And you have to influence and inspire them by the mission of your organization. What is it that you're trying to do in this organization? What are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? You have to influence and inspire them through your values that and your actions that you take as the leader. How do you treat them? Are you a role model? Do you tell them what to do and then do something different? Um, you have to be consistent. You have to role model everything that you want for your team. And the other thing, you, well, you have to do a lot of things, but another really important thing you have to do is when you hire your people, you have to bring them into your organization and onboard them or orient them or whatever phrase you want to use to the specifics of your organization. And when I'm working with people um, in developing their leadership path for their organization, I help them develop those things so that when they bring staff on, they will have those things actually written out in a handbook, if you will, a personnel handbook or whatever, so that they can have something in writing, they can go over those things, and then hold your staff accountable to it. All too often, small business owners don't have anything like that, and then it's hard to hold people accountable for bad behavior if it hasn't been covered beforehand. And so, you know, it doesn't matter the size of your organization. You have to lay a good foundation when you're hiring, you begin hiring your staff. Without it, you're really lost, and you're kind of building it as you go. And there's many, many other important things you need to do in your business. So prior to hiring, you really need to develop those fundamental foundational steps, if you will. Right. Tell me uh, an example of inspiring, because I think that word means a lot to a lot of different people. But to mm-hmm. be inspired, what does that mean? How does that look like in the workplace? Uh, I, it probably means different things to different people, so I'll tell you what it means to me. Uh, I mentioned before that I had a great mentor and who was a great leader. He was the CEO for the organization that I was hired to work for. And under him, I had a chance to be the mouthpiece, if you will, uh, for a, a huge corporate culture change that we undertook. And I interviewed him about it and talked to him about it, and I said to him, okay, his name was Pete, and I said, okay, Pete, tell me why we're really doing this, expecting him to say, well, it's all about the bottom line or whatever. And he said to me, it's because I really care about the people who work here. And I'll tell you, boy, that really touched me. It made a huge impact on me. And what I ended up seeing was consistency between what Pete said and what he did. His actions were consistent. He treated everyone the same in terms of fairness. You know, he was nice to everyone. Um, Everyone didn't necessarily, you know, have the same jobs or whatever in the organization, but he was um, a humble man. He spoke to everyone. He tried to know almost everyone's name in the organization. And this was large. It had over 5,000 people. I mean, he didn't know everybody, but, boy, he tried. He went on elevators with people. He talked to people. 
Um, and so I saw a consistency between his values and his actions. He he lived what he what he believed. You know, he walked the walk, he walked the talk, he he did it all. And to me, that was an inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. He inspired me to be better. The way he was very good. He was he was excellent, and that inspired me to be the best I could be. That's um, fantastic. If yeah, you were, a you know, when there's a disconnect in leadership, the person may have the the power and the authority according to the organizational chart, but they're only a leader in name because they're not acting like a leader. That's when you have problems. Mm. You know, the leader has to be consistent. Like, if you want your staff to come in on time, you have to be in on time. <laughs> you know, um, you Good have sight. to model the things that you believe in. If you believe that everybody deserves a smile when they walk in the door, you better smile at everyone when they walk in the door. Um, mm-hmm. So it's that consistency and knowing mm-hmm. what those values are for That's me. That's great. Yeah. So if you were to coach um, a client um, on a particular area, to what's important to them and and what you've learned through your education, what are the top three fundamental things that you would share with them, like right off the bat? Uh, I think the first thing is, you know, they have to be able to develop the ability to influence and inspire, no doubt about it. If you can't do that, you can't lead. No one will follow you because that's what the definition of leadership is, having followers. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get anyone to follow you, then you have a very significant problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, I'll say inspire and influence. And the other thing I'll say is role model. Uh, let's put inspire and influence together. Let's have role model as, as another. And, and the other one I'm going to say is values. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, our values as leaders are critical to who we're going to be in the workplace. Right. And so in that, do you define you define what your values are as the leader or business owner and share that with your staff or team so they know what to follow? Is that? Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't know what your values are, then how can the team? I mean, you know, how are how are you going to know, how are they going to know how to act? How are they going to know anything until you know? And as a business owner, for any entrepreneurs or small business owners out there, when they started their business, they, I'm sure, had a vision of how they want their organization to function. You know, if it's a a place where people come in or if it's all online or whatever it might be, you know, they have a vision of of what it is that they want to convey to the public and why they think the public should do business with them. All of that has to be verbalized to the staff because they don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> you know, they don't have a yeah, crystal ball. And if they do, they probably didn't plug it in, you know, so... Um, they have to have to have a clear understanding of what your vision is for the organization. You have to communicate those things. 
that's why I love leadership and communication so much because when you do that and you connect those dots between your vision and then your staff, now you can really build a fabulous organization. And I've seen what organizations can do when they become great because I was part of a team that became great. And I'll tell you, that is one of the best rides I've ever taken, you know. Um, Everyone should have that privilege. Yes, everyone should have that privilege and experience. I agree. I agree. It's it's a wonderful thing. You feel inclusive. You feel you feel happy to contribute. You you want to be there. You don't mind staying late. There's so many benefits. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to bring you. I'm going to bring you to your blog. There's one that intrigued me, and we don't have to talk long about it. But I like to at least address it. It's the one you wrote about with the title, A Crisis of Trust or A Crisis of Leadership. And in the top part of it, it says a majority of people reported that they trust a stranger more than they trust their boss. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. How devastating is that? Especially, (laughs) wonder if you're the boss. And you're like, oh, no, what do I do to turn this around? So what we've been talking about, the elements, right? Exactly. Foster that. You know, that was one of the saddest things I ever read. Uh, But the truth is, is there is a huge amount of distrust between management and line staff. And... Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've seen it demonstrated over and over and over again. And it's one of the saddest things that I've ever seen because the truth is, is they're all working on the same team, hopefully for the same goal. And, mm-hmm. you know, like think about a football team. Hopefully the, the, the team players don't hate the coaches, you know, or don't trust them. That's not the way it should be. And all too often in business, you know, <laughs> That's what happens. People don't trust, don't like, and and sometimes really dislike the people that they're working for. Not a good. And, and it's a lot of extra tension unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> Diane, you won't believe it. We have run out of time. You've been fantastic. How can we get a hold of you or connect with you or follow you in your blog? Where can we do that? Um, if your people want to contact me, I am going to be running a leadership, uh, self-directed leadership seminar for six weeks, and they can reach me uh, and find me for the details at uh, www.proclivity, and it's P-R-O-C as in cat, L as in Larry, I, V is in Victor, I-T-Y-L-L-C dot com. And if you go to the self-directed leadership page, it will all be there for you. It's not there tonight, but it will be there tomorrow. (laughs) Perfect. So much. You've been fantastic. And for all of you listening, whether you're the boss or the employee or what have you, leadership is important. And what we talked about, really gives you some clear examples of why 
and how it really can affect the bottom line. Okay, so I'm going to shift gears because at the beginning of the top of the show, I mentioned the launch party. Woohoo! So, Coach Gina, that's me, Gina Brown, your host, is uh, launching two new books one on empowerment and one on business, how to find time to do the things you love. And we're going to celebrate April 29th. So if you want to be in on that party, email me, Gina at CoachGina.com. And for taking a listen on our episode tonight, if you would like a audio of a past recording that I've done, training as it relates to sales, improving your bottom line, email me also at Gina at Coach Gina. And if you forget all of that, just go to my website and request the info and I'll send it to you. You've been amazing and um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful three or four months already of the new year and there's so much greatness coming and I just hope that you stick with me and come with me and participate in all the great, um, wonderful things that is taking place in Coach Gina and Ladies Let's Talk and books and programs and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, Again, Coach Gina, C-O-A-C-H-J-E-A-N-N-A.com. We will see you next week on Ladies Let's Talk. Thanks for sticking with us. And remember, remember to smile. It is good for the soul. Good night, everybody, and we'll see you next week.